is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex in the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash drinking buddy for the next hour or so. Now, for those of you listening for the first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex in the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. And this week, we are starting season two of Sex in the City, and we've got a lot in store for you all, including some great new music for our segments. Yay! And our guest this week is Erickson Just, and we'll be watching season two, episode one, entitled Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But before we get into the episode, I have just a few quick things to go over. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe. It only takes a second, and it really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of cool podcasts. So head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos. Click the support our artist button and shop on Amazon like you normally would. I just bought some of those like zip patches. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the show. All right. So welcome to Cosmos in the City. Um, today we are going to be talking about season two, episode one of Sex in the City. Take me out to the ball game. And we have a very special guest, Erickson. Cheers, Erickson. Cheers, Megan. <laughs> this is a very long table. This is not is. conducive for what we're doing here. <laughs> mm. What is that, shampoo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a new shampoo Cosmo. Tastes like it. You'll probably die in a couple of hours. So, <laughs> no, it's a Cosmo. No, Does I, it taste I'm, like shampoo? I've never had a Cosmo before. Do you like it? Uh, no, but I can <laughs> I can down it. Honestly, I can get it down. Well, you know, we, I, I don't force people to drink Cosmos on this show. I know. I you force myself to, to do it. things I don't enjoy. Uh, like watch this episode of Sex I actually in the City. I actually didn't think it was that. It wasn't that bad. It just everything I remember about what about Sex and City and why I don't like it in today's world was like you know, it was almost like a sh- an episode that was specifically designed to uh, like wag that in my face, <laughs> like the things I didn't like because it was it was, an, it was an episode where like there was one character being like, guys, let's not talk about boys for just once, and then at the end of in the episode she's like, nah, you're right. Let's all just talk about boys. All right. But before we get into the episode, oh, okay. tell me about yourself. About me? Yeah. And my relationship with Sex and the City or just who I am as no, a person? No, just who are you? Tell us about yourself. What do normally people say? There's just so much. I don't know what exactly I just I like, what do you do? Up. Well, I, I kind of hang on. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just try to make sure I just you know I have my head above water. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 like I'm like uh, I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Like I'm I'm holding on to the board. I'm trying to stay warm. I'm trying to stay awake. Um, he, but he any doesn't second survive. Now, I know that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look good for me right now. It looks like. I'm uh, I'm probably going to start sinking. But just remember me is what I always tell people. Just remember me. Don't forget. Okay, so... I'm a stand-up um, comedian. That's what I do. Yeah. If it hasn't become a parent, super funny. I'm somebody who doesn't take things seriously. <laughs> yeah, Erickson is a comedian. Super, super funny guy. Yeah, that sounded very <laughs> sincere. Uh, you got any shows coming up? I've got two shows at the end of April. On, on the 21st, I'm going to be... Uh, I believe it's called the Executive Suite in uh, Long Beach. Cool. Um, I'm uh, featuring for uh, Cheryl Vendetta, I believe her name is. Okay. I feel like a total jerk right now. That's okay. Now. We're going to put links I literally just below. Booked, I literally just booked that gig like yesterday. Nice. Um, I haven't even like, updated my my site with all the new shows I'm doing. And, um, and then I have a show that I host that's a monthly show. Uh, which I got a you know I got a rep uh, fourth wall. It's called Trash Only the Fourth Wall. It's the Fourth Wall uh, Studios um, in uh, North Hollywood on Burbank and Colfax. That's on the twenty uh, seventh of April. Very cool. Uh, that's on a I believe that's a Friday night, and I host and it's got some of the best um, underground comics you can find in Los Angeles. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? I'm not. No, I just. Are you nervous? Or are you just finding no, 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 me this completely is me. ridiculous? Yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever listened to previous episodes. I'm of this regretting podcast. that I didn't do that either because yeah. that's very rude, and I feel very oh. bad about that. And I apologize. Oh, no apologies. Um, it's it's not that I didn't want to listen to it. It's that um, I'm such a shoot from the hip kind of guy that I didn't want to have any preconceived notions as what like the show looks like, so I would just do whatever I do. Because yeah. otherwise, I would probably just like imitate one of your other guests. Oh, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a pretty good mimic. <laughs> All right. So take me out to the ball game. So, yeah, what is your background with Sex in the City? I was one of the original writers back when I was 13. <laughs> uh, and they kicked me off immediately saying that it was inappropriate for me to be uh, at the meetings. Um, mm-hmm. The first episode I wrote was very sexy. A lot of penises and vaginas. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so no, I was uh, I, I remember as a kid, like I was, it was one of those shows. I was like, it was like, one of these shows to watch, and um, I didn't like it. And I, I will even admit, I didn't like it probably in the way that every like young boy doesn't like whatever the girls are into, right? But I also also as a general thing, like I hated things that were popular in general. Like I didn't like West Wing. I didn't like um, Sex and the City. I'm trying to think of other popular things during a time that like kids were. Like, there was always like a group of kids. Who would love like certain shows? I'm just like I don't like that show because everyone's watching it. The Wire, like anything that was like really popular, I was against it. But Sex and the City, I didn't like because um, I just didn't like the way it was all about like girl time, right? And and it seemed like it saw it thought and I all I'd heard about it was it was such a crazy like eccentric show because it would actually show penises and vaginas. But then when I watched it, it would just it felt like it wasn't even necessary. Like it almost seemed like they could kind of like you know just drop those shots in there to like make you feel kind of scandalous. Yeah, they wanted it to be shocking. It a felt bit. it felt like a show, and I still feel this way after watching it again. That it's a show that always felt like it was like responding to some sort of very um, like repressed sexual desire of the, of the community. But looking back, the nineties weren't that repressed. No. Right. But it always felt like that. It was always like, look how dirty women can be and look how much they talk about sex. Yeah. I mean, that's why it was, I think, such a hit show is it was kind of breaking grounds in that. But it's also misleading because I've I've gotten to know a lot of women since then and they don't talk about sex as often. I mean, at least with me, maybe it's because I'm a dude. I don't know. But like, 
I don't think they talk about that much. But here's the thing. You know what's funny about it is like I wasn't like as aware of feminism back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was aware it existed, but I wasn't aware of like what it was and like what maybe was going on in that modern day with women that might have been like um, holding them back as a gender, so to speak. Right. But like it, it's funny like watching it now. It's like it's exactly like you know it does exactly the things that like you would not you would tell it, it does all those things. It's just like would never pass the uh, what's that the Bechdel test. Like every girl just talks about like what dude they're fucking or what do they wish they were fucking or which dude they fucked. And I'm just like, God damn, is there anything else to talk about? Because guys never talk about that stuff. You know what? I it's funny actually. I think guys talk about that stuff too much, but this show makes it almost egregious. Well, let's talk about this episode. Okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about this episode. So basically, uh, this is the premiere of season two. Uh, Carrie and Big have broken up for the first time. Right. So she's like down in the dumps, and she kind of keeps seeing Mr. Big everywhere in her head. Yes. Right? Like these people just turn into Mr. Big. Totally normal thing. I've experienced that myself. Have you? Well, I mean, not. I haven't seen Mr. Big everywhere, but I've seen like an X everywhere. Yeah. That's a real thing. I totally I totally know what that's like. Yeah, I've been there too. And that that was actually my favorite part of the episode was when like she actually confronts him and then like, you know, it kind of affects her on an emotional level that she can't even continue with her date. Like I was like that's that's a real thing and it sucks. Yeah. We also uh, Oh yeah, uh the girls kind of come over. She I guess she's kind of been holding herself up in her apartment. So the rest of the girls come over to get her out in the world. She's afraid to go out in the world because she doesn't want to keep seeing in her mind Mr. Big anymore. I remember it starts off with her looking like she had just gotten run over by a bus walking down the street <laughs> smoking a cigarette. That's the thing I hate about the show. I hate the way that character smokes like insane, like not even like it's not even, it doesn't even seem human. It seems like she is putting on a show all the time. Like she just wants to constantly be captured with a cigarette in her mouth, blowing smoke out of her, out of her nose. Well, when Aiden comes along, then the smoking, like, she tries to quit. I feel like that was more of a response to, like, the culture as opposed to, like, the actual character's problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Smoking was becoming less and less popular through the years. Because that's what, what's cool. That's kind of cool about Sex and City is it, it was – it started at a time where I think, like, a woman smoking was seen as kind of like a cool, sexy, like, adult thing. But it stayed long enough where smoking itself became so dirty and disgusting. It's just like you can't have this character promoting this kind of behavior. Yeah, because I remember in the 90s, like – when you look through magazines, there are always these like cigarette ads of like sexy women smoking. Right? No, you know? women sold a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Seriously, I remember. <laughs> I remember all the ads, man. It was always an ad of like it'd be like a close up of like a guy's jeans from behind him holding like a pack of cigarettes, and then like the four in the, in the background would be like him. You could tell he was looking at a girl like at a billiards table, like leaning over, kind of looking at <laughs> right, him like seductively, right. like you know, I want one of those. So. uh yeah, women were all about women have always women have done a great job selling a lot of beer and a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, but a couple of years into this show, they kind of cut back. I figured on that, so. I figured they probably did. But yeah, the girls come over to get Carrie out of her apartment and they decide to go to a ball game. Right. They went to a baseball game. Yeah. Which I thought also was just kind of like who I don't know. Does anyone do that these days? Does anyone just like does anyone that we know have the kind of like Money to just decide to go. To, I love that. Also, like like uh, Carrie Bradshaw. That's her name, right? Yeah, yeah. She like she she argues she was only there for like the cheap beer. But I'm like, what do you have? Like a do you have like a season pass? <laughs> Beer's like, what? not cheap. Well, <laughs> ball games. Yeah, it's not, it's also and also getting the ball games not cheap. Like if you put together the entire cost of the afternoon, like you're not saving any money. Well, they were like in the nosebleed section. Well, they caught a foul ball. So for nosebleed, that's a pretty far foul ball. <laughs> But like we saw, like you could see like the end. You couldn't see anything. You could. You, it was clearly a set. 
It well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, it, it seemed like they were very, very high up. It seemed like, uh, to me, it looked like they were there during the off season. That's what it looked like to yeah, me. Like so they, they were, were there when no one really cared. Like it was almost like, it was almost like spring training. Right. So maybe that's why In it was New so York. cheap. Maybe, yeah. Either way, I just, I just actually, and I even think Miranda might have mentioned that that it's like they probably did. I figured I missed the throwaway line where it just explains why they are there and why that like it, yeah. they don't seem to even care. Right. I think it was just to check out the new Yankee. Right. They wanted to see the new Yankee. Yeah. Which I'm sure the writers loved that that in itself sounds dirty. You know what I mean? The new Yankee. Because they kept on saying the new Yankee. The new Yankee, And I remember how much this show just loved, like, you know, kind of like, uh, what's that word? I'm always forgetting words nowadays, dude. I'm getting so old. Um, Yeah, dude. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what I mean? The the thing that sounds kind of scandalous, the new Yankee. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, he yanks it. I'm I'm explaining it now too far in depth. But my point is, it's like that show is always in love. I forgot how much that show loves, like, anything that sounds remotely dirty. Yeah, you know, puns. It gets punny. Yeah, it was really punny this episode. Speaking of which, that brings us to our first segment, Pun of the Week. Pun of the Week. Were there any favorite puns out there? I think I did point one out. They said, well, Neera's getting the ball signed. I can't remember what it was, though. Getting the ball signed. Remember, she said something. I was like, that was a good one. (laughs) No, I don't remember. You don't remember because I thought you wrote it down. I was thought you were like. Oh no, I wrote down the one about um when uh, Samantha was like peeking into the men's locker room and saw like the bulging cup on the guy. Yeah, that's what she said. She said like he's got a nice bulge. She's like, and then her friend goes, he's wearing a cup, and she goes like, well, his cup, cup runneth, runneth over. over. Yeah. I was like, that's funny because it's just a funny. It's a funny picture in my mind to think of a man who has such a big piece of junk. That it is literally running over the cup. Like it's actually kind of spilling out of his cup. It might have been. I think that's what she was suggesting. Yeah. Either way, it was a fun little like, if you took it literal, it's actually really hilarious. Yeah, so Carrie does catch a foul ball. Carrie catch. Well, no, she doesn't. I didn't like that either, by the way. She does not catch a foul ball. <laughs> well, a hits. foul ball falls next to her feet and she picks it up. I thought that was, and I thought it was very disingenuous and kind of um, um, insulting towards uh, the female mm, gender. Miranda. Because it's just like, why? Well, no, just like let one of the girls catch it. Like, what one of the girls catch the ball? Yeah. Like, well, what would be such a... But instead we have, like, this ex, this this almost awkward cutting of, like, the ball close to their feet falling between their legs and, like, you know, them kind of, like, like scrounging down to grab it. And just, like, well, clearly, like, she's going to get the ball, so let's just have it fall in her hand. Well, I, well actually... Or it her hits, lap. It hits Miranda's hands first. Is that important to the show? Does this come up later in the series? No, but I'm just saying, like... Does she bring you, up the ball again? She's like, by the way, I really you, caught that ball. Well, you, you bring up a good it. point, though. It's like... It it, it it like flew into the stands. Miranda tried to catch it, right. but it bounced off of her hands. She went like, ow. Then it went to the floor. And then Carrie picked it up off the ground. And if I was Carrie, I'd have been like, here, Miranda. Yeah, I know. I don't know why Carrie cared about how, I don't know why Carrie cared about carrying the ball. Well, I think also Miranda. It, was trying to cheer her friend was, up. Yeah, trying to be a good friend. I guess that is a kind of subtextual part of the, of the episodes of Miranda's trying to be the good friend of the show. Of the epi- of the of the other friend group, when all of her friends are trying to like just obsess about boys, and she's trying to move on and help everyone else move on. Yes, but she's trying to help Carrie get over Mister Big. Right, even though she herself is not over the guy who apparently dumped her two years ago. Yeah, this guy Eric that we have never heard about, and we will never hear about again. Oh wait, he was not ne- he wasn't a character in the original. Nope. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's we ne- fucking lame. Yeah, we never heard about Eric. Um, 
But apparently Eric was like this big entity in her life, and uh, he broke up with her for another woman. He disappears and never comes back. Yeah. yeah. I would love if they made a third movie where he comes back, and that's who she ends up with. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but I mean, she's with Steve forever No, but I like, I like the idea of like, I like the idea of us realizing that like, you know, first loves are the loves that last a lifetime. I don't think that their movie's going to happen. The third movie? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Roseanne's back on the air right now. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So in 30 years, maybe uh, Sex in the City 3. Yeah, pr- It'll be possibly. more like the Golden Girls. Thing. They all look like they're pretty much the same age as they were back then. They, they've all aged very well. Yeah. Though Cynthia Nixon's going to be like the governor of New York, so. Which one's that? Miranda. Miranda's the, the red haired. The red haired one? She's yeah. the governor of New York. Oh, that's funny, really. But she's running. She's, that's hilarious. Yeah. And and great. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. sort of support women in uh women in government. It's crazy. It's but just it's funny amazing. that like somebody who like has already like this persona in a TV show where they're like a, a, a New Yorker who's not them. It's just you know an act. And then now they're gonna run for governor. It's just like it's funny. It's just it's always interesting to me how much like TV colors our perception of people mm-hmm. and how much it becomes the person we think we're actually like, you know, voting for. Yeah. I mean, some people might just be voting for her because she's Miranda. That's what I'm saying. It's funny to me. That's funny. I would love Miranda to run New York. She was always a sensible one of the group. (laughs) But yeah, I think their characters in real life are probably very different. Like, I. Who they are as people? Yeah. I mean, I think Cynthia Nixon's probably very different. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're all just horrible. No. (laughs) No. Like, better. She's probably a better human being than Miranda, to be honest. I haven't seen, I've I've only seen, this is, I've I've only seen maybe a handful of episodes. I I would honestly, I'll I'll, I'll put a bet down. I've seen maybe three or four episodes of Sex and the City. And I almost feel like I've seen this episode before. Ooh. Um, I think I've seen this episode. But then again, I remember all the episodes I saw seemed exactly the same. Because here's the thing, and I know I'm harping on the cigarette, but this is why. I was really against smoking as a kid, and I really hated that the main character smoked and how often she smoked and how and the way that she smoked. And the fact that all I remember of every episode I ever watched was her just smoking. The only other thing I ever remember is that at one point, um, Carrie like uh, like decides to have sex with like, a young 20-something who's played by – I forget his name, but he's a great actor. He's in um, another great show that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> Kelly, he's got like a he's got like a femaleish name. It's like Kelly or something like that. Um, anyway, she wakes up and realizes like it's so funny because she meets him. And she has a fun night with him, and then she wakes up the next day and realizes like she slept with a twenty year old. He's like he's just, he's just such a like you know it's just like a when you're thirty and you sleep with a guy who's in his like early twenties and you wake up with the next day you realize it's like what it's like to wake up with, like a college student basically. Yeah, that was in season one. That was the Valley of Twenty Something. Oh, was that that the Valley episode? Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that actor is. It actually, was uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a, no. You know what? That wasn't a girly name, but he plays a guy named Kelly in um, the Girl Next Door, and that's who I always remember his name. Oh, as. okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that was a good episode. That is a good episode. I wish we watched that one. Sorry. Uh, I had Dan Segerman on that episode. Great guy. Love him. <laughs> cool. So let's see. So Take Me Out to the Ball Game is the name of this episode. So balls come up um, in all shapes and forms in this episode. But you don't see any, which I thought was very disappointing. Yeah. Don't you see penises in this in this show? I thought you saw penises. No. You never see penises? Because no. I remember seeing a vagina. Not in this episode, but throughout the series. You... What? No, you don't see a vagina. Oh, I've seen vagina in this series. Maybe your DVD set doesn't have has the parts <laughs> cut out, but I remember specifically there's a moment where like one of them are in like the sauna or they're in like a steam room. Or, like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, and, like, you're you right. Well, vagina. you see bushes. I'm sorry. Well, uh, you're right. No one like opens up the flaps, and you get to see like the interior <laughs> of like their <laughs> pelvic area. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But no, the closest we get to see a penis, 
I feel is in the movie. Well, I never saw the movie. In the movie, yeah. And you mean the closest? So we still don't get to see a penis, but we get to see like... It's like like, you see like the the side of a penis. I love those moments in movies. Did you see Gone Girl? They have that one of those too in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the greatest feeling in the world because it's just like, it's like side boob, but for penises. Oh, man, I saw how Stella got her groove back in the theaters. There's some side penis in there? (laughs) Well, like... Uh, he's like naked taking a Tay Diggs is taking a shower and like the women behind me were like turn around turn around he didn't turn around unfortunately sounds like a very vocal audience yeah I was like 12 you were 12 watching Stella got her (laughs) groove back that's a whole nother story your mom take you to see this (laughs) my dad did your dad did your dad's like this seems like a kind of movie my daughter would like hey you know we doesn't matter I'm just gonna be drinking in any way I'm gonna fall asleep so (laughs) whatever keeps her busy we wanted to go to the movies at a certain time and that's the movie that was playing yeah and that's what we went to see it was a good time we still remember it Let's see. So let's talk about the other girls. Uh, Charlotte is seeing a, a new guy, but I never catch his name. I don't think they ever tell you his name because he kind of pops up halfway through the through the episode. Like you don't almost know that she's with someone until like, they're at the party, right? Right, right. So he grabs little, his junk a bunch. Right, he grabs his junk a bunch. Uh, but how we get to the party? So Carrie, which was so me back when I was like ten, by the way. Carrie, <laughs> we'll get to it. Carrie uh, asked. Asks the new Yankee yeah. uh, to go to the Dolce & Gabbana party. Right, which the girls think is so, like, like just so bold. Well, they're like, you can't rebound with the new Yankee. You're right, sp- which is a rule. Like, I maybe, maybe it's just life's changed, but I don't know how that was ever a rule that you can't rebound with somebody who's, like, better than the person you were with. Well, I feel like the rebound is, like, a guy that's going to be, like, thrown away in a few days. Why not throw away a Yankee? Who, how baller does it sound to just throw away a Yankee? It's like, yeah, I rebound with the Yankees. <laughs> But I think I rebound with baseball players. Miranda was Which just, isn't even a baseball term. Yes. That's how baller I am. Oh my god, I think I just wrote a better episode. That um, had puns, it had balls, it had sports analogies. Yeah. Well you said you were a writer on the show when you were thirteen. <laughs> for for like three days. But they realized it was a completely inappropriate to have me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, before we start talking about your junk when you were 10. So they go to the Dolce and Gabbana show. Uh Charlotte has this new guy. We don't know his name, but yeah, he just keeps like grabbing, like adjusting. Yeah, no, I think what he's doing because I, I, I can I can speak yeah, from a yeah. man's perspective. Um, sometimes I remember younger when I was younger, like that stuff, it, it, like you sweat and that stuff sticks together, and it feels kind of like it's it's uncomfortable to have your like um, your your penis and your balls in a way that like um, is squished together, and it's an awkward place. Yeah. Um, he's doing it a bit uh, aggressively and almost unawarely. I feel I don't know any guy who ever grabbed his balls in front of dudes like that and just didn't have any kind of awareness about it. But I'm assuming it's an exaggerated form of a guy who just like constantly is adjusting. Honestly, and this is just for all the ladies out there, if you've got a man who's adjusting himself too often in public, just talk to him about it. Like we we're comfortable. We're we're understanding. Well, we get you it. are. But, but obviously— What I do is I do the little sneak in. I do, I do the thing where it looks like I'm tucking my shirt in, but I'm really putting my hand down my pants and like kind of adjusting <laughs> real quick. And then I pull it out real quick to shake your hand because that just always, that's always how it seems to happen. It's always like right before you're about to shake someone's hand, you need to adjust. Oh, I will never shake your hand. Yeah, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. <laughs> never shake Erickson's hand, everybody. It's been all over my balls. Yeah, well, but Charlotte does try to talk to this guy about it. No, she doesn't. And that's the thing I hate about that character. That character is always supposed to be the character. It's like she's got something to say because there's something that's bothering her, but she never does because she's so polite and so, like, feeble. Well, she – but she she doesn't – She passive-aggressively buys him underwear, which blows his mind. Yes. (laughs) She tries to buy him, like, this pair of underwear that's supposed to help with, like, maybe keeping things separate, like you say, you know. 
But yeah, he just he gets he gets offended. He's like he's like, what the fuck? You're buying me you buying me stuff before we've even made love. Which I love. That he says made love. I, by the way, I gotta put I'm gonna point out right now. Every guy in this show, at least in this episode, seems gay. Like every guy looks gay, acts gay, talks gay for '90s for '90s television. I'm just saying. Like, and I think I think that might have been a hidden. Easter egg, maybe some like subliminal thing that they were going for, right? But like the fact that he's like, we haven't even made love yet, and you're already buying me things. Like I thought that was such, that was one of the funniest. That that if, if there's a funny line in the entire episode, that's the funniest line I've ever heard. But it, it's just crazy. Like, I, I, why did he get so upset? That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. I had girls buy me stuff just because we're friends, and I've been like, oh, excuse me, we haven't made love. It's not like you should be buying me anything. <laughs> Friend offers like pay for like the meal. I'm like, excuse me, we have not even made love yet, and buy me meals. I think he was just a really insecure person. I think that's why he was adjusting all the time because he just felt so insecure. And I don't his- know where I think the show got better at this. I know obviously I didn't watch as much, but it seems like from what I was I've heard from other people is like the first few seasons kind of focus on like one off characters. But the problem with that is they don't give a lot of character development, so you kind of feel like you're getting these like cardboard like cutouts, like these really like undeveloped people. And it doesn't make sense where they're coming from. But as you go down the series, as the show develops, you get like guys who actually stick around. You yes. kind of get an idea of like where they're coming from. Because this guy, it's just like you had no idea like who he was and why he was the way he was. Well, definitely. I mean, yeah, eventually each of the girls has their guy. You going to finish that Cosmo? Like, I'm definitely going to finish okay, it. But see, I, I pace myself. Okay. <laughs> you just Because I'm really yours. enjoying this buzz right now and I don't want to lose it. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have drank it so fast. Well, no, I think this is why I'm here. And I, what? I think that's why I'm at where I'm at. <laughs> mm, you can't have mine, sorry. Go on. Okay, well, let's talk about Samantha. We haven't talked about her. Which one's that? Um, The blonde one. The blonde one, right. Her she blonde. was my favorite one as a kid. Why is that? Because she just loved fucking. <laughs> I thought that was like, I thought, I love that she was not, okay, this is going to be something new. People who don't listen to my podcast will never have known this. People who do listen to my podcast wouldn't have known this. But like my fantasy You didn't even child, tell them that you had a podcast. I have a podcast. It's called Just Erickson. Look it up. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> we never talk about Sex and the City once. I'm on an episode. You're on an episode. That's correct. That's correct. Um <laughs> But uh, something I've never shared on that podcast, I've never shared with a lot of people, is that my fantasy as a child was to lose my virginity to an older woman. Um, and Miranda, her name is, right? Samantha. Samantha. Get it straight. Samantha. <laughs> Get your shit together. Samantha. It doesn't matter what her name is. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, it matters what her name is. I care about her as a person. But my fantasy was to lose my virginity to an older woman. And I love the idea of an older woman who just was like, so, I, I, I always loved, she was my favorite character when I was younger because it was like, she's older than the rest of them mm-hmm. and she's clearly more comfortable with her body and her sexuality than any of them are. Um, and I always thought, thought that was the most prog- progressive and like um, interesting part of the show. Well, funny enough, there is actually an episode in the second season where Samantha does take like a freshman in college's Virginity. virginity, yeah. I like how you pause at virginity. Like you're afraid to say that word after everything we've, sucked, we've <laughs> no, said so no, far. No, no, no. I was, I was trying V-card. to. V card. I was trying not to like flub it up. Yeah. So it, what's funny is, so her name is Samantha Jones, and then she starts getting all these phone calls, and it's like, hey, is is Sam there? Where's Sam? Where's the party at? Where's Sam's party? Sam Jones. So like all these people are trying to call this dude Sam Jones, yeah. But they're calling her, right? And so she's like, "Where is this fabulous party happening?" And it's so. In, anyway, she ends up taking Sam Jones's virginity, but he becomes obsessed with her. I would too. 
if a if a woman like that took my virginity, I would milk that as far as I could. And I say milk that in the way that like I would be sending her love poems and like messaging her on AIM because that's how old I was yeah. when I was that age. I love AIM. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I'd be like, yo, I miss those days. When we get back together, it's gone. That was my fantasy. My fantasy was to have like an older woman take my virginity and like to show me the ropes, so to speak. So I always had a thing for Miranda. Samantha. Samantha. Get yes. it straight. The blonde one is what I called her when uh, I was younger. <laughs> you got the blonde one, the redhead, <laughs> the black-haired one, and then you got uh, Jessica. I think it's called a brunette. Yeah, whatever. Oh I thought brunettes God. were brownish. Bru- yeah, brunette means brown hair. But she didn't. She has like black hair. Oh, Charlotte has brown hair, dark brown hair. Mm, maybe. It's not black hair. Oh, so Samantha, we're going to talk about her because yeah. um, you're in love with her apparently. Uh, she's- I was. I've kind of grown. <laughs> I'm more into the uh, the redhead nowadays. Well, yeah, she's the most logical. She's also like, I just I love a girl in overalls. <laughs> and she wears overalls in this episode. And I was like, that that is a girl. If I saw her walking in the street, I'd want to get to know that person. Overalls and a baseball cap. Mm. <laughs> Um, so Samantha is still dating James. Oh my God. And James, <laughs> James is- Was James his, from a previous episode? Yeah, James, um- Also looks he's gay, introduced, acts gay, by He's the way. introduced in the, um, season finale of season one. Yeah. And so, but they keep dating. Um, uh-huh. the thing with James though is that he has a tiny penis. So that's kind of the issue with their relationship. Well, that seems to be the issue with Samantha- yeah. All the time. Like her she she judges men based on their penis. Mm. Being able to satisfy her is a big deal, but what I give her props for is that she makes an effort to get them to her level. She doesn't just give up the moment that she's disappointed. She tries to build the man that she wants to be with. Right. There's a whole scene in this episode where right. she's like coaching James in sex. Right. But he can't he can't meet her requirements because he's physically incapable. And and love's not enough, apparently. It's not enough for people, and I think that's a very honest thing. I think that's a very true statement. For some people, at the end of the day, and for Samantha especially, it's not about the emotional connection. It's about the physical compatibility. But she's not being honest about it because she's not talking to him about it. Well, none of these women are honest. None of them. None of them are honest with the guys that they're with. And that's one of the things that always annoys me the most. And this is not just a, a man-woman thing. This is a person thing. Like, people typically, the only thing problem with the show is that it only focuses on women, so it kind of makes it seem like a woman issue. But, like, people are just not typically very honest in the relationships they're, with, they're in. So they can't just tell the person, like, yo, you grab your balls too often. Or, like, yo, your penis is kind of too small to please me. Or, like, uh, I don't know what the other two have an issue with, but it's like sometimes you're in a relationship with a girl. It's like, look, you know, it's just like the way you kiss is too open mouth. Like you just you got to have those conversations. Uh, sometimes, yeah. I think it's the best way to go. Yeah, no, I I like honesty in relationships. I think intimacy is is uncomfortable sometimes, and people get a little bit weirded out by it. But that's what intimacy is. It's knowing even the good and the bad. Right. And I think it's also, I mean, it's all supposed to be fun in a way, right? So it's like, you know, if even if it's like awkward at first, if I feel like if you're more open about stuff, then it can turn into fun. That's the thing. We got to get over that that awkwardness first. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you got a small penis. And it's like, that's kind of embarrassing. And I'm sure you're going to be miserable for like the next three weeks, but we can make it fun. Well, they end up, uh, I think in the next episode, I don't want to give too much away. I'm pretty sure they're not going to stay together. Uh, they don't stay together, but they do try to go to a therapist. 
Oh, really? Like a couple's That would have been a hilarious episode. Well. No, it's not funny. It's kind of sad. No, I mean, it's Does the guy it's just good. cry about his small penis? I mean, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably get into this next week, but it's basically— But I won't be here, so I want to know. You, well, you could listen to it. I could. That's true, but I want to be part of the conversation. But she does. She is honest with him. She tells him uh, that, you know, she finally says it. You have a small penis. That was, my, that was my second favorite <laughs> quote, by the way, of the, of the, film, of the show. The tiny penis? Well, she's like, yeah, we're very happy. Me, him, and his tiny penis. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I love the idea of a girl saying that to, when a guy doesn't hear it. Yeah. Well, he do, she does tell him, and uh, he his response is, well, maybe you just have a huge vagina. Oof. Yeah, men, yeah. You know? People do that. People do that. People do get defensive when you say that their uh, their penis is small. Yeah, they don't make it. No shit. <laughs> Um, you know why, though? It's not because she couldn't love him. It's because America would not stand for a relationship of a beautiful woman with a guy with a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are a lot of relationships out there like that. Is this episode going to air? <laughs> okay, just making sure. We, I think so. Just let me know when we're at a point where like, I've completely destroyed the possibility of this airing. No, no, no. We can start over again. I would do a 10-minute episode where I'm very polite. No, it's uh, no this is great. Um, okay. So Samantha is still dating James. She, yeah, he, she coaches him. Um, let's see. A very baseball-heavy about- analogy uh, sequence because everything here is baseball puns. Yeah, it's all like, slide, slide. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny, actually? It was kind of like if the guy himself hadn't been playing it so goofy, it would have been kind of an, like a romantic and somewhat like a, like the scene would have been kind of touching. If the guy playing it had been playing for humor, I'm sure it was the director who decided to say, like, yo, be goofy about it because this is a, fu- a funny scene. But I think there's something very touching about, like, a two people in a relationship that are trying to work together <laughs> to get off. Yeah, no, I think it, the way it was was for more, like— Comedy. But, like, um, I, I, think, I think it's beautiful—just just for your listeners out there, because I'm sure if you watch Sex in the City, you're probably uh, very interested in, like, you know, sexual pleasure and finding, like, you know, intimate—I um, don't know. <laughs> My point is, is that like you should definitely like be, be. I don't. From my experience, the people who've been most verbal with me about what they want have mm-hmm. been the best like sex I've ever had. I think that's something we should always like. I think instead of making fun of it, we should embrace that attitude of like, yo, tell them what they need to do to get you off. Because once they know, they know. Yeah, but look, the thing is, coach, though, coach in the bedroom is what I'm saying. Yeah, but but some guys can't handle it, man. I know, and I'm, I'm almost talking to the guys. Guys, listen, <laughs> just listen. Trust me, it, I don't even know why it would even make you feel kind of inferior. She's helping you because she wants you to do it. Yeah, but like a lot of guys, like they just can't listen. Well, then they're helpless. Yeah, and that's why a lot of them are alone. Mm, maybe. I don't know. These guys I see still like you know, they've got girlfriends because a lot of women put up with a lot of shit they don't have That to. is true. Let's talk about the uh, the girls all go to the diner. They don't. They were all the diner. Oh, they were at the diner. They're all, all together. at the diner. Yeah, that's right. They're all talking about. They made that set look different the second time. That's why I didn't realize it was a diner. Yeah, it's a diner. Well, they go to different places. I guess New York is littered with diners. It's that's totally. I would dare say it's filthy with diners. <laughs> yes, because some of them are. Yeah, most of them are. Um, but they're so good. Oh my god! Of course, but that's because in the East Coast they've got the Atlantic water, and that makes the bread taste better. Of course, them bagels. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know what's up with the bagel sitch. Dude, the bagels in New York 
you don't realize it's one of those things like you don't realize how much you appreciate until you lose it. But ever since I moved to Los Angeles, the two things that I I I, I desperately crave when I'm on the East Coast is pizza and bagels. Well, there's a but there is a bagel place in LA that I think ship in the water. Yeah, they ship in the water, but that's it's a, it's just it's still like they, they don't get it. But I've been there; it's pretty good. Really? Where where, where is this? I can't remember the name. Oh, too bad we could have had a plug. We uh, might have started sponsoring you. <laughs> Trust me, I've been plugging things this whole time. <laughs> Sony Casios. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's Microsoft uh, Xboxes. Bitten. It's fine. Uh, but we can plug the Palm Pilot because— Oh, God, that scene was so <laughs> aggravating, man. That was so—that was so annoying. Yeah, so they're all talking about boys at the diner, and then Miranda's just like, hey, guys, let's, like, change the subject. Look at this new Palm Pilot I got. And they're like, oh, yeah, back to balls. Right, no, it's 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 sad that she's got nothing to talk about except for, like, her newest purchase— like that in itself is kind of pathetic. Yeah, but, but she thought it was but sad it, that all they could talk but about. But it is, it is all even worse that all her friends still want to talk about. It's like who they're dating. It's, just like, it's like this girl's trying to break out of like the – she's trying to break the glass ceiling of the Bechdel test to talk about something beyond men. Yeah. These women are just like, we don't want to talk about it. We don't own one. Which if they did, they would understand how fun it is because you can switch apps like through uh, like infrared. <laughs> I remember that was a big thing back then, man. It was just like, yo, what, what, what app do you have? I don't even remember where you got the apps. You just swapped them. But who, where do they come from? I never knew. I never had a Palm Pilot. Oh, I had them all. <laughs> I had all Shut the Palm up. Pilots. I did. Um, I, I just love what she says, though. It's, she's like, what are we, like seventh graders with bank accounts? Is that what she said? Yeah. She's like, you know, we're just acting like seventh graders with bank accounts. And, it, and that's such a, like, good point. It was such a weird scene because the scene almost seemed to be self-aware about, like, the uh, the way it was pigeonholing women's conversations to being about, like, children. And, like, it was almost a critique on the show at that moment where just, like, we're just a bunch of, yeah, like, children who live really nice lives. We don't have to worry about anything. We talk about very kind of, like, fruitless, meaningless shit. But then the show kind of turns back on it by the end and goes like, no, no, we, all we care about is boys. Yeah, I mean, that's like a theme that kind of fluctuates I think that's where series. everyone gets their criticism about Sex and the City. It's that, like at the end of the day, it's just like, it's kind of empowering women because it's like, you know, a show about women, but it makes it seem like all women care about is like how big their boyfriend's penis is. Well, I mean, it's important, like we, like you said. I mean, what the penis? Yeah. Oh no, I get it. Like if it's too small, it's too small. That's I, I mean that's a reasonable thing to be upset about. Like I'm sorry, man. Like I don't I don't even have a very magnificent penis myself. Like no one has bothered to draw it or or yelp it, but at the same time like, you know, you got to accept who you are. Yeah, totally. Were you listening or were you just looking at the notes? No, I was uh <laughs> Cuz what I said was kind of insane. I was like, "Well, time out. Do you do you have like a somewhere you need to be?" No. No, no, no. I was making okay. sure I could stay here longer, actually. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw you, like, you were on your phone, and then you were ma- like— I was realizing I was having a lot of looking, fun. Looking at your watch. I wasn't looking at my What's, watch. Do you have a heart out? What's I was looking out? at my penis and thinking about, like, the size of <laughs> it and whether it. or not any woman has, like— you, I was starting to wonder if that coaching was actually because, like, she wanted me to please her or because she thought I was incompetent. You saw Samantha break off that tip of the hot dog and was like, oh, shit. Which, by the way, the fact that Samantha eats hot dogs seemed uncharacteristic because it's just like that woman would not eat, like, ground-up animal organs. You know what I mean? Like, that girl seemed like she would only eat the finest of meats. I don't know. I I think Samantha would totally eat some hot dogs. Really? Yeah. Okay, then she's a little bit more— uh, <laughs> 
she's a little bit more open to experiences than I am because I think this hot dog's like, disgusting. This, this might sound weird, but sometimes I think uh, Samantha's like new money. Does that make sense? Like nouveau rich, yeah. I don't think she grew up with a lot of money. That's possible. I get that. And yeah. I and I think that uh, where do you think she made her money from? I mean, I think she so she's like owns her own PR firm, and I yeah. think yeah, I think she just like worked hard. And like got some big clients. Yeah, and big just, clients. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> why she's so selfish. That's why she's so petty. I, I, I just like you know. I think she worked hard and like, she fucked her way to the top. But that's the problem, saying. though, is that they all have these careers. Yeah, I'm gonna ignore the fucked her way to the top <laughs> comment. <laughs> well, apparently not. Cause you just brought it back up. I know, I know, but I needed to just like validating its existence. Uh, <laughs> no, let the audience know I heard it and I'm ignoring <laughs> it. Um, that's what you do, ladies. You hear it. <laughs> You acknowledge it, then you ignore it. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like every one of them has their own career, and that's the problem is that they don't talk about it. They, they don't talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's their what successes. I was thinking during the, the during the diner scene. I was just like, does any of them ever talk about their like frustrations with work, or are they just like ballers at what they do? I think they are ballers at what they do, but but yeah, they don't. I mean, it comes in, but and like out it's baller on the savant level. Like it's just like even ballers like struggle with things during their during their work hours. Like there's things on their mind. Like it's like I can't get this meeting, I can't get this contract signed. But like they're just like we're so good at what we do, we don't even talk about it. We just talk about boys. Well, the thing is, they probably don't talk a lot about what they do. Because everything they do is so kind of different from each other, right? Like Miranda's a lawyer, right? Which, by the way, like. You think a lawyer who's so used to like being poised and like, um, you know, having the like, you know, a certain demeanor during the courtroom wouldn't fall to pieces in front of a, a baseball player. But I guess we all have our heroes. Oh, yeah. 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 It was funny. She's like, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I don't know why I even said that. I'm like, that's well, that's she's, she's really losing it over a guy who's like just a rookie on the new, on the Yankees. Well, she loves the Yankees. Okay, well, I, see, yeah, I, have, I mean, like I said, I gotta watch the show. Yeah, that's the thing that comes up. Like that's a, a piece of Miranda. Well, I'm kind of upset then because when you saw her with a baseball cap, it was blank. It didn't have the Yankees on. <laughs> Should have put a Yankee hat on her. Would've yeah, made sense. Would have put the whole the whole movie, the whole episode together. Yeah, but Miranda's a lawyer, and yeah. then uh, Charlotte works for a gallery, an art gallery. That's the uh, the mousy looking black haired one, brunette. Yeah, she's yes. like a curator. Curator, got it. And then Samantha is like owns her own PR firm, and Carrie is a writer. Yeah, see, I had no idea. Yeah. You would not know that by watching the show. No, not this particular episode. Right, and I guess not every episode has to make you realize, like you know, what they do as a profession. But like I've watched, like now maybe at this point five or six episodes, and I had no idea what their jobs were. I knew that Carrie wrote an article because they never stopped talking about that. She writes about sex. Well, like they, they, and that's yeah. what that's that's the part of it that just seems really dated. Like the idea that like she's a woman who writes an article about sex. How risque is that? It's like okay, I mean, well, back then it was, and that's what's sad. If anything, it makes you it makes you kind of mourn the nineties. You're just like, oh man, like were we really that repressed back then? In some aspects, in some aspects, we were. Yeah. So yeah, Charlotte ends up not dating the ball junking guy. Uh, the ball junking guy? Is that, is that a term? Uh, it's the guy that keeps adjusting his junk. Oh, the ball adjusting guy. Yeah, because okay. he freaks out and they... Well, no, they're still dating. I'm just trying to wrap up all the stories. No, 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 they break up. They broke up in this episode? Yeah. Was that a breakup? Oh, yeah, when he freaks out. That's a breakup? Yeah, that's a breakup. Oh, I thought, <laughs> wow, that guy is... 
Yeah, on this show, that's a breakup. Really? We'll never see him again. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Over her buying him underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's mental. Yeah, that's that guy no is That guy's going to be alone for the rest of his life. If you can't accept a girl buying you underwear, yeah. then you have well, no I, Well, I think he's just a super insecure guy. Seemed that way. Yeah. But that's upsetting that we, we lost an opportunity for her, to have, for her to have the conversation. And plus, I would have liked to know the reason, too. Because the low ball hanging thing is a thing. Well, apparently Nick Nolte, according to Samantha, had a ball lift. Yeah, but she says a lot of stuff that's just like page six gossip. Also, I love like Nick Nolte. <laughs> like, hey, there's a there's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a guy who would have gotten a lift. Does he? Yeah, he does. Does he like show his junk off in movies he's a lot? He's old. He's very old. Well, he is now, but he wasn't. That was, only years ten ago. Years. that was like that was like ten years ago. Twenty, 20 years, ago. years ago. Man, wow, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. Why are we watching the show? Because <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so that's Charlotte. Um, so Miranda ends up seeing that Eric guy, like out in the street, the guy that like broke her heart. Right, right. And she really so this the guy is one, who we'll probably never see again. This is one thing I think we didn't say that. In the very beginning of the episode, Charlotte says that it takes half the total time you went out to get over someone. What I've heard actually is it takes the exact same amount of time that you were together to get over someone. <sighs> That's a long time. <laughs> uh, I was in a relationship for six years. Yeah. Um, I left that relationship about six years ago. So I'm very excited about what next year is going to be like. <laughs> but you didn't get over them three years ago? I was kind of over them after two years. But I, but what I heard is like the mourning period takes about six, like for you to get completely over it, where it's like it's not something that like sits inside of you and like you know destroys you on yeah. a regular basis. It takes about like the same amount of time. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't believe in the time. I don't know. I know that I was really in love with this one person, and it was literally like I just woke up one day, and it, I was I was over them. Like, that's because everyone had you. That's because everyone made sure you got an lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, while you were sleeping, someone took an ice pick to your eye and just shoved it inside so they could squiggle your brain no, around. No, but it's true. Like, I just, I literally just woke up one day and and I was over them. And that I was happens. just able to move on. Well, you're no, you're a strong person. Thank you. Yeah, that's why. You're you're unusual. You're special that way. But it, it did take time, though. It does. It did, yeah. And and I think even even if I saw this person again, like just in the like you know walking down the street, it would probably bring up a few. That's what I like. Like I said, going back to that whole big thing with like uh, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, with Samantha, like just like that's a real thing. Like you can you can be over someone or even getting over someone, but seeing them again and interacting with them can be really intense, and it can bring up a lot of emotions that you feel like you got away from, but are still like you know sitting inside of you somewhere. I will say this, though. They do this weird, in this episode, they do this weird, like, what are the breakup rules? And they do these, like, weird interviews with yeah. strangers. Oh, well, I mean, they're not real interviews. They're, like, you know, they're, like, vignettes of, like, yeah. characters in the middle of a baseball <laughs> um, stand. Yeah, but it's, like, uh, the last woman, crazy woman, says, like, you know, change your name, change your number. And, and like, I, I kind of agree with her. It's, like... <laughs> Not change your name. And your number. But, like, you need, like, to really get over someone. Here's the thing. If two people break up. Yeah. And, you know, you cannot talk to them, but you can't stop them from talking to you. Right. And that's the thing. It's, like, the only way to really get over someone is to have no communication. 
That's what I think. The best way. It I mean, goes it, faster. It, it's it's easier that way. Yeah. Uh, getting distance from the person helps. Um, but changing your number and changing your name—if that—if that's—if that's something you can do where it doesn't fuck up the rest of your life, then by all means, go I ahead and do it. I don't mean change it. your name, but it's just like you changing know, your number, even though, dude. Like, I love my six one zero area code. But you can block them now, right? This was before, right? And that's that's something they did to me. But I think like. <laughs> And I appreciated it. But that's what I mean. It's like, I, I do think that there's like this whole Didn't thing. Didn't stop me from leaving a bunch of messages, though, because it's just like you're never going to get, you're never going to beat me. Well, they're never going to hear those messages. No, they went through a message machine, I'm sure. No, if you block a number, the, you never, Good, because that was an embarrassing message to leave. I'm glad they didn't hear it, because I don't believe anything I said that time. But yeah, but that's what I, that's what I had to do. Like, I had to block email address, block phone number, you know, because it's just like, that's. That's how it needs to work. Okay. Like no communication for a certain amount of time. And yeah. then you can really get over someone. Because when that person's still like, hey, but hey, hey. Right. Hey. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. It's a real thing when you bump into that person that like those emotions come back up because it's like they're still a part of your life and it's like you haven't had any closure. Yeah. It takes – the problem with breaking up I think and, the, and like the death of a relationship is it does take time between both people to kind of like rebuild what your relationship is. Because no matter what, like you still have a relationship. It's just damage. But it yeah. takes time to figure out, like, what is it going to be now where we're both comfortable? And that's aching. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I, that was my favorite scene of the, uh, of the episode was when she, like, kisses – like, she sees Mr. Big. He touches her. They leave. They part ways because he's amicable because he's older than her. He's been through this. And then she's, like, leaving with the, uh, the Yankee. He goes to kiss her and just like, kind of – it kind of rattles her. And I was like, well, that's, that's, that's nice. Let's see. Because it's just like I don't think a lot of people are brave enough to do that in person, let alone to see what that looks like on TV. And I was like, that's, that's a real thing. Like, just you feel – it's like you can't, you can't deal with all the kind of mixed up signals you're feeling right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and Sarah Jessica Parker did a great job presenting it. Like, I love the way she's touching her forehead. And, like, she's just, you can tell like, she's really uncomfortable. Like, she feels embarrassed because she's like, this guy likes her and she wants him to like her. But she's also feeling things for somebody else who she can't really explain to him because it's kind of awkward to say that to someone. It's like, oh, I love the fact that you're into me, but I kind of wish it was somebody else who was into me. And she's just having, like, a little bit of a, of a small, like, breakdown. Right. And, and, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, the actor, is really good at playing those, like, subtle breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> like, very good. And, yeah, so, yeah, she's at the bar with Joe, the new Yankee, and um, she sees Big. But this whole episode, right, she's been thinking she's been seeing Big, but this time it's actually Big. Right, which I wish they had played that up that moment better. You know what I mean? Just, like, the, like the, the feeling that she thinks it's not him because she's not sure it's him and he'd recognize her. It's like, that's how you know it's him. It's like, oh, okay, I guess that's really him. It could have been a, it could have been a bigger moment when yeah. she realizes she's not, like, just seeing him. Right. But I feel like it, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. I guess so, yeah. But, yeah, it's just that, you know, he says, I saw your picture in the paper. You never looked better. Like, he whispers Great it in move, her Great move, by the way. Ear. Awesome move. I was when I saw that I applauded my the seventeen year old in me who used to like watch guys for like moves <laughs> to do. I was like that was a sly move, man. That was good. That was classy. That was uh, comfortable. It was confident. It shows that you appreciate her, but you're also not trying to get back with her. That was a great, great play. Because I guess you don't know this, but she really broke up with him. No, they say that in the episode. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she breaks up with him. So. So, yeah, it was kind of nice to see him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he still cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, 
Well, and honestly, it's just the way that scene played out. He's a gentleman. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I'm doing this. Like, I care about you. I understand you don't want to be with me anymore. You're clearly much happier with this rookie. So I'm going to just let you know you're still beautiful. You look great. I saw you in the paper. I noticed you. And I'm going to head out and just enjoy the rest of my night with my nice Rolex. Yeah. And yeah. my, uh, I don't know. The guy looks so out of place, though. Like, wow. He looks like he's 45. And, and well, Jessica yeah. looks like she's like 23. Like, it just looks very. The way that they, they film them and frame them makes it look like she's a child and he's an adult, like he's a dad. Well, I think it's like, I mean, Mr. Big, we mainly always see him in a suit. Right, well, he's big. And he seemed like out of place because this was like a, a a more cooler type of bar. Everyone's kind of like dressed down. Carrie's got like her hair down, like a side braid. She's wearing like a cool fur coat. The Yankees in like casual clothes. And yeah, the, it, it it is that contrast between like Mr. Big in a suit and then her just being like everybody in that in that bar looks like they fit the situation. Everyone looked like they were properly dressed. Mr. Big has the whole like yeah, I'm a clean. That is, Mr. Big is such a um is such a like uh an antiquated uh um stereotype of the 90s of like we all at the end of the day want like you know an old like you know clean proper businessman to take care of us and take us into like the new world like even though we're all we're, we're all new and edgy i mean it's for both boys and girls we all we all look we all want to be edgy and rebellious but we all looked up to like the businessman clean guy with a nice watch who would lead us to the future because he knows where to put our money in the stock market right <laughs> right Oh, well, what do you think? Do you think in this episode, um, another segment, a good big or bad big? Good big, bad big. What does that mean? Well, I mean, clearly it's a good big. This guy was, this guy played his cards perfectly. You you barely see him, first of all. Yeah. But the only move he makes is just like he, look, this is, I mean, this is a good lesson for dudes. But even women, like this, if you're in a relationship where like the person breaks up with you and it hurt because it had to have hurt, right? It had yeah. to have been something that like, you cared about them and you thought things were going well and they're like, look, we're done. Um, but you want to, you know, make sure that if you ever see them again, that you come off as somebody who is like still worth being with or at the very least, like, you know, I don't want to say like the good guy because there's not good guys and bad guys in a relationship. But if you want to come off well and you see the person that like dumped you or who broke up with you, Later, like down the road, maybe a year later, even a few months later at a public setting. Yeah, if you meet eyes, acknowledge them. Don't avoid them. Go up to them. Say hi. Make sure they know that you recognize them. Don't be awkward because they're trying to avoid their own like, you know, insecurity of like, oh, my God, I dumped this person. They're going to yell at me. They're going to make me embarrassed. Just go up to them. Tell them, hey, I saw you. I noticed you a few you know, days ago in the paper. You look great. You never look better. Good to see you. And then walk off. And now you've completely – not only have you taken control of the situation – but you've also come off looking like a complete mensch. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not about us. It's just about, hey, I want to let you know. It's good to see you. And then you walk away and you go on. And if they want to, they can come back after you and like, you know, continue the conversation. But the very least, what you do know is that you ruin their entire night. And then when they, when they go out with, later with their date for the kiss, they're going to have a conniption and fucking fall on their knees and start crying their eyes out and start thinking about you and call their best friend and eat at a diner. And gain like a few extra pounds being French fries. And that's winning people. That's that's what we do it for. That's what we get in relationships. That's why we break up is we try to destroy the lives of the people who hurt us in the most 
admirable, so after kind this, fashion. <laughs> it sounds like bad big. No, he's a good big. You know, no, he's good. He's good. He's good. All right. That, no, and I, I, the last part of that was just me joking around, yes. but in all seriousness, like, like that. When I watched, it, I was just like, that's how you should be as a person. Is if you see someone who breaks your heart, you just say, "Hey, I noticed you." Because in that moment, you could feel he was hurt, but he's just saying, "Look, I'm hurt." But I want you to know I still love you. And that's the best thing you can do for somebody. All right. So, Mr. Big, good big. So, let's talk about hottie, hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. Does so, it have to be a girl? Does uh, that be one of the main characters? No. It's, well, normally we pick one of the guys. Oh, one of the guys? Okay. <laughs> and really, in this episode, we just have, well, we have James. Tiny These penis. guys were all awful. These guys were so um, awful. The new Yankee. Awful. Mr. Begg. And then Charlotte's date. No, you know who I had? You know who, who was a hottie was for me? It was the uh, the black baseball player that um Oh yeah. The blonde staring at who looks at her and goes, Can I help you? <laughs> that guy. I loved him because like, he knows she's checking him out, but he's actually offended. And I was like, that is a man who has morals. That is a man who recognizes that I'm not just a piece of meat. And we're not going to destroy this patriarchy if you keep on treating me this way that men treat you. All right. <laughs> I, I would have fucked that guy. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have fucked him, but I would have blown him. You know what I mean? Like, I would have given him something. I mean, I know what you say you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's the— uh, are, we, are we trying to avoid explicit? Or are we trying to— uh, No, no, okay. no. I, no, it's explicit. I mean, okay, it's sex sure. in the city. That's the thing. I figure, I figure there's no, like, censorship on this. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, there's none. It's not Cosmos in the City on USA. (laughs) Right. Okay, let's see. And then we also have Who Wore What Why. Who Wore What Why. So any fashion stick out to you? Well, yeah, Jessica, what's her fucking name? Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. Why do you have to have the three fucking names? That's, that's it's her just name. So, no, no. Just look. We just call her Sarah Parker. There's a Sarah Parker, isn't there? It was probably a SAG thing. She probably Sarah Parker's probably taking. That's one of the most annoying things about SAG. It's like if you get the name, you've got the name. Is it better just to have like one name? Uh, yeah. Because that might get especially if it's too. unique enough that no one else has it. Because <laughs> nobody else is named Erickson. No one else is named Erickson. So. uh... <laughs> Nice try. So, no, she was the one who, was, who stood out the most with me with her dress because she's always wearing a fur coat. But watching, watching Sex and the City, this was actually kind of a revelatory episode to watch or just a show to watch again after like 10 or 20 years because I realized exactly where my sister got her sense of style and her personality from. My sister thinks she's Carrie. She really does. She dresses like her. She acts like her. Aside from the smoking a cigarette, my sister is basically, and, and aside from like, you know, getting paid to write anything, my sister is a basically like a, 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 lit, a live, she just moved to New York like four or five months ago. Like I bet she's out there watching like Sex and Sex. She's probably listening to this episode right now. She probably loves this. Oh, she's probably one of your subscribers. I hope so. She probably is. If not. No, I'm kidding. She has no idea what a podcast is. She has no idea what I do. But either way, like she would love this show because she definitely lives her life like she watched. I think I told her that one. No. Oh, it was a different girl. It was a girl I was trying to date. I was like, you live your life like you watch Sex in the City and think it's like the real thing. She's like, no, right? I'm like, okay, that's, <laughs> chick, chill out. But yeah, no, her outfit was very, very like um, 90s nouveau rich. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wearing like a lot of stuff that sends signals of like, I'm young and I'm not put together, but I have like a lot of, I have a very good sense of like what's pricey. Right. And she does go shopping in this episode too. Yeah, yeah, and it was and it, it grossed me out, dude. 
she would not fit in in today's world. She would be she would be seen as like you know she would the way she dresses back in the in, in Sex and City in that time was probably seen as like fashionable, but now would be seen as completely basic. I mean, it's back, you know, the whole '90s garb, right? But dressing that like affluently, especially when you're supposed to be like coming off as humble and down to earth, I don't know, would not be seen as. I mean, I think in LA she'd be fine. In LA she'd be fine because people would just assume that she like you know is like the the daughter of a record producer. But it's like if you, if she came up to people, she's like, oh, I'm like a I'm like a I'm like I'm a humble, almost broke blogger. People would be like, there's, I mean, it's like then you should stop like you know using your credit cards. Well, yeah, she should do that anyway because she didn't have any money. Well, she lives very well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to the final segment, okay. which is You're Such A. You're Such A. In this one, this is like which which character am I most yeah. like? Yeah. Uh, this one, I was having the hardest time with this because I was like, I am none of these people. Um, well, I think if you're always being, a little bit of somebody. I would be Mr. Big in this. In no, this no, no. You have to sure. pick one of the four. I know. Girls. I'm just saying. We were we were talking about the, the entire episode. You're not a Mr. No, Big. No, I am. I'm the I'm the guy that you see and you dread running into. But when when you do, it's just like well, that was a lot better than I thought it would be. And oh my god, I kind of miss him. That is so me. <laughs> that is so me to a T. I don't know. People about that. who know me know that that's me. I don't know you very well. If you did, you'd realize it. But anyway, um, of the girls, I guess I'm the uh, the redhead because I'm, I'm the one in the group who just wants to stop talking about girls and wants to show off my new toy. That's all I want to do. I'm like, guys, let's talk about my new iPhone. Like, let's just have you guys seen it? Have you guys looked at it? Oh my god, can we stop talking about girls? Jesus Christ! And then like, then like, then and I'm also the friend that you call up when like shit's gone down. And you need someone to like meet up with you at like Fred sixty twos late at night <laughs> yeah. and talk about your problems. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. No, me too. Actually, I've been thinking about girls this whole time as well. I'm also alone. <laughs> I'm also brokenhearted. But seriously though, this iPhone, it kind of makes up for it a little bit. Like that would that's me. I was her. I didn't also I'm always I mean I don't dress in overalls, but I'm all, always dressing like a woman in men's clothes. Like I'm always dressed like that. <laughs> if I had to define my style, it would be as like a tomboy. So you're such a Miranda. I'm such a Miranda from this episode in this moment in my life. Um although I would never avoid um if I ran into someone I had been dating and they were with somebody else, I would immediately confront them and say, Hey, I wanna let you know. I saw you in the paper and you look great. And they'd be like, Erickson, <laughs> no one has read a paper since like 2004. No, what are you talking about? You're like, not a big, matter. you're a Miranda. And I'd walk away and be like, don't worry about it. I'd find the, the most expensive watch near me, put it on my wrist, and then walk up to them. I think in this episode, I'm probably... Oh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I was almost a carry in this episode, by the way. I was almost a carry. Yeah, I feel like I'm almost a carry too. But, no, but what are you? I think in this episode, I'm a Charlotte. You're a Charlotte? Which one's that again? Charlotte's the one that uh, bought that guy underwear. You're always underwear. a Charlotte, actually. You're <laughs> From what I've known about you, you're always a Charlotte. I'm not always no, a Charlotte. No, you are. You're very passive-aggressive. I'm not passive-aggressive. You're, you're very quiet. You're trying to be polite. Okay. You're I, trying to make sure everyone's having a good time. Well, yeah, but that's just nice. Is that why you bought me underwear? <laughs> oh, my God. Now it's all me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it. I, you told me you got that for free from MeUndies. Oh, my God. You bought that? You know about MeUndies? Oh, my God. That's why That's why I hold my ball so close to my my my, uh, my body. <laughs> I, was I grabbing my balls? You could have just told me. I had no idea. No, no. I had to buy you the underwear. I had no. That's why you. Oh, my. Just tell no. me if I'm grabbing my balls too much. Yeah, so I'm a Charlotte. Um, 
passive aggressive, apparently. And um, she's really nice. She comes off as like the nicest, most um, innocent of the group. But when you look back at all of her actions, like she never speaks up for herself. She's always trying to get what she wants, like um, circuitously. She's like not very. And in, in, in the end, that's actually very bad for a relationship. Yeah, but she, you know, over the course of the series, she has an arc, right? She she eventually does like yeah. say her mind and right, probably like, and like, like like losing her mind, right? She gets either, she gets really drunk or really angry, and then she finally lets loose, right? No, no, no. I mean, there's like a she doesn't have to be under the influence to well, speak she, her mind. So she was angry. No, no. Ugh, she just kind of, right. she just gets, she just kind of comes to terms and we're finally gonna, opens we're up. We're gonna end this podcast while we're still ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right, well that's a podcast. I've never seen the show. It's like you know what I mean. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right. Okay, I'm well, just saying like you know I'm just assuming. I know tropes is all I'm saying. Guys do it too. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a blast. Honestly, this was great. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, I'm just sobering up, so I'm happy. I'm gonna be able to drive home. Yes, me too. Yeah, this is those Cosmos. They're not tasty, but they get you drunk just enough to enjoy yourself on a podcast. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. I'm gonna come back. No. Bye. Nice talking <laughs> to you. So that was the show, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, Erickson, interesting guy. Uh, check out his links. I also want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for all the cool new music. Uh, check him out at johnfredette.com. Erickson Just, our guest. Terrence Deutsch, producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go take a moment and like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. Now, if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you all. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.